Um, there is a lot going on this morning with the whites still and the candles. By the way, if you have not brought a candle that you brought from home to this table, you can do that now or you can do it later if you're thinking, I didn't know anything about a dang candle. Don't worry about it. We got you covered and we actually provided candles for you to take home. Let me explain. Um, this is the presentation of the Lord this morning. This is what we're celebrating. This is the occasion where the child Jesus was presented at the temple. We just heard the story in Luke chapter 2. It's also called Candlemas, which is sort of an old English word about the blessing of the candles and the light that's come into the world, which we're commemorating this morning. In Simeon's words, today is about the light to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people, Israel. So the church blesses candles for us to take home and use at home to commemorate that light that has come into the world that also dwells in our own homes. And you can use these candles for your own devotion, your time of prayer at the dinner table, uh, maybe a moment of silence to meditate with the presence of God. You can find all kinds of ways of using this. Unfortunately, our timing is a little late because I know that so many without power this last week could have used some candles. But here, here we are. It doesn't matter. I'm glad you all made it. You made it back safe. Um, we could have, uh, we, I'm sorry, if you didn't bring a candle, by the way, don't worry, we got you covered with, with extra, plenty of extra candles. This morning, um, there is a detail of this story that we just read, that among all of the details of this story and all the things we could talk about, there's a, there's a detail here I think is really overlooked, but really, really important. It took me a while to find it. Uh, in our reading from Luke 2, we have a really crowded scene. We have uh, Simeon that we just found out about, and Anna, this 84-year-old woman. We have Mary and Joseph and, of course, the child Jesus in this scene. The elderly Simeon, uh, Scripture says, was righteous and devout, anticipating the Lord's consolation of Israel, but was faithfully waiting year upon year to put his eyes on God's Messiah. This was what the promise was made to him. And then you have the elderly Anna, another unlikely character who was either 84 years old or 84 years a widow. It doesn't, the scripture doesn't specify, but it says 84 years. So she's, she's older, and she is daily at the temple praying and fasting. Think of the devotion, the commitment, the faithfulness of this elderly Anna. What God was long preparing in these two elders at this temple was something really, really special. All of the years of faithfulness, attentiveness to the Spirit, Fasting and praying for this one special day when the Lord would arrive at his temple. Jesus and, I'm sorry, Joseph and Mary were there too. Let's not forget them. Of course they were there. They were this poor young couple, actually. We know this because in scripture, um, the, the offering that they give of two turtle doves or two pigeons is, according to Leviticus 12, 18, the offering of the poor. If you couldn't afford to offer a lamb on the day of purification, uh, you would offer some cheap birds. So we know that this is a poor young couple. Now imagine being this poor young couple carrying God's anointed in your hands and presenting him at the table only to meet these two elderly saints on this special day who speak blessing, who praise God, who even prophesy about this child that you carry. Can you imagine what that must have meant to Mary and Joseph? Scripture says they were amazed, actually, at what Simeon was saying. If you have ever had an elder 
speak words of blessing into your life, you might be able to imagine what they must have felt. How important, how significant to have someone express praise to God over you. If you've ever had that, it sticks with you, doesn't it? You know what that's like. This is what I want to focus on this morning. This really special, this very unique role of elders. And I'll let you classify yourself. I don't want to offend anybody, but you know who you are. I mean, I got a ton of gray hair. So anyone with as much gray hair as me or more, you know, you are considered an elder. But this special ministry that elders have to speak words of blessing, to praise God for what he's going to do in your life or has done in your life. This is a really important role in the life of the church and of God's people. So notice in these passages how often the spirit was at work kind of behind the scenes animating this ministry of the elders. Luke 2.25 says, the Holy Spirit rested on Simeon. And in verse 26, it said, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And in verse 27, it says that Simeon was guided by the Spirit. Enough times in three verses, you hear Simeon being guided and driven and spoke to by the Spirit. You get a sense that this was a man who had a deep and intimate fellowship with the Spirit of God. We see the same thing in Anna who had experienced loss in her life as a widow. But even after 84 years of that faithfulness, that prayer and fasting, she never let go of that promise that God was going to come and redeem Israel. She was still there. And although this special day, this moment was maybe brief in their life for Simeon and for Anna, what preceded it was years and years of faithfulness of fasting, of prayer, of fellowship with the Spirit, an attentiveness to the Spirit. I don't know what it's like to be really old, but I do know what it's like to be 40. And the world and the life of I've seen, if anything, it tempts me to sort of harden myself up to the leading of the Spirit, to kind of have a calloused heart and soul towards the leading of God because they get me in so much trouble all the time. There's so much pain down that road. But here are these two elderly folks, soft, sensitive, attentive, prayerful, worshiping God at his temple. And these words that they had the opportunity to speak, think of this, this role, this is their role. The words that they had to speak were the first words of blessing and praise, some of the first of over the Messiah, Jesus, this child. They were some of the first words announcing the redemptive work that now that he is here, that he was going to accomplish in his life. Now, let's be clear. Simeon and Anna did not know exactly what lie ahead for Jesus. They didn't know the world that he would grow up in and have to navigate and do his ministry. And they did also not know everything that Joseph and Mary had been uh, up to through up to this point, right? They didn't know all the details of a person's life, but they knew the God that had brought them there, just as God had brought them there. They knew the story behind it. And they didn't presuppose, they didn't assume that they understood everything but they still spoke these words of blessing. Their lives so immersed in the life of God that somehow they were in touch with what he was up to in this child, Jesus. And they had something to say. They had blessing and praise to give. Now, at some point in our lives, every one of us uh, will be that elder, if you're not already. 
Every single one of us. So if you think, oh, Sean's preaching to the old folks, I can tune out. No, you're going you're gonna, to, hopefully you'll be old, okay? Uh, you will be one of these elderly people. And you will have an opportunity to speak those words of blessing over someone's life. Those words of praise about what God is doing in and through them. We have in this parish our own Simeons and Annas. And I'm not going to embarrass them by naming any of you, but I got to tell the church about you, okay? So I won't name anybody. These are the folks who quietly serve our church, packed with millions of children, it seems. It's so easy, probably, as an elderly person to kind of take a back seat or feel like a back seat to the, the youth and the children in this church, but I've never heard any of them complain about the kids. They look at them as a sign of life, as a blessing. They listen to a preacher, probably half their age, struggling to make sense of following Jesus in this sort of weird, turbulent world. I don't do it right all the time, but I try. And our elderly folks bear with me, and they still find the Lord speaking somehow. They show up early to blow leaves, to make sure that you can walk through this without all the debris in the, uh, on the sidewalk. They iron linens. They brew our coffee. They run our slides. They pray for people during the liturgy. They serve at the altar with us. During the week, you don't see it, but they're making calls of encouragement and blessing and prayer for support for other people in this parish. They pray diligently, quietly, secretly, when no one sees. For all of you, for me, I know, because they tell me. They take in lonely people. They take in the homeless. They tell me, I'm like, easy, taking in random homeless people. They take in homeless people and care for them and feed them. They open their homes to all of us in hospitality. They teach classes. They take home chairs to wash them and bring them back. We have a person who does that every week. They care for our infants. And they instruct our kids. We have some deceased elders like Bill Fulton. If you remember, if you were around for to have the honor to know Bill. He's a retired Methodist pastor who was personally very much a blessing to me, spoke many words, a blessing, wrote little cards to me, a blessing to me, sometimes sermon critiques, which are also very helpful, but mostly blessing. And he blessed our church with an inheritance that still funds and fuels the ministry that we benefit from today. Dorothy Dacey was another elderly saint, deceased, would print out pictures of uh, the whole church, as much as she could, their names and their pictures, and sit over there on the side trying to memorize and remember everybody's name so that she could yell at them across the sanctuary and say hi to them. Or if they would come up to her, and people would, just to get that blessing of her presence, she would know their name. She would remember some of their story and be able to greet them and bless them. That was Dorothy Dacey. We could go on and on about the stories of the elderly saints among us. We have more Simeons and Annas than we deserve, for sure. And we thank God for all of you because of the ministry, the special ministry that you have in our lives that we can't get anywhere else. You have something to say. But please understand what I'm saying here, friends, this morning. I'm not saying we have a whole bunch of really nice older folks who have random acts of kindness towards us. These are a people so in love with God, so faithful to his son who is redeeming the world and so attentive to the Spirit, that when that moment comes, they have something to say. They have blessing. They have praise. There is a light of Christ in them that their words of blessing pass on to us, right? This is also why some of the most hurtful experiences for younger folks in our church 
have come at the hands of those ahead of them, their elders, boomers, the generation in leadership ahead. Elders who instead of bless, criticize, or dismiss a generation they really haven't listened to or cared to understand or take time to get to know or let alone serve. That's not so much our church, but I know that a lot of you have those stories thinking, Sean, you got to tell the other side of this. There's people that have heard us. But if anything, we all know those stories. If anything, that just goes to speak how important that role in our lives really is to either bless or to harm. And all of us are commissioned, are sent, are, are given that ministry as we become those elders for others to bless and praise God. So whether you are now old or you will someday be old, God has a gift to give through you. There's a moment that is rapidly approaching, if not already present, to bless others the way Simeon and Anna blessed Jesus and Mary and Joseph. All of us carry this light of blessing. Not because we're holy enough. We may not be as fasting and prayer faithful as Anna and Simeon. It's not because we're holy enough, but it's because we carry a light that God has placed within us and given us the ministry of giving that light to others through words of blessing. Because what God is doing in the world is reconciling all things to himself through his son. And he's given us his spirit as his church. That isn't supposed to be bottled up within us. Preserved for our own needs and our own agendas. It's to be given as a blessing for the life of the world. For the sake of others. That light passes on. That's why we are compelled. Not because we've got it together. Or but because we think these people look up to us and we should say something to the youngsters. Forget all that. We have got something to say as elders. We, I maybe someday. Elders, you have something to say because of the God that is behind you, breathing life into you, igniting that flame that you can then pass on to others. Others might carry it. Others might impart that blessing. And it goes on and on. So elderly folks, can I speak to you? And I won't look at you, but you know who you are. Don't count yourselves out as someone who is maybe outdated or past the times or doesn't understand what's going on or what in the world are these kids doing these days this world is crazy don't count yourself out and don't don't become so subject to that story in your head that it drowns out the story that god is reconciling the world through his son and has put his spirit in you and you've got blessing to give don't count yourself out your words make a difference to us that blessing matters to us we need to hear it from god through you So give it. Come instead sensitive. Fight to be sensitive. Fight to stay soft to that divine light that we all bear. And ignite it in others through your words of praise and blessing, just as Simeon and Anna did. So friends, may we, as we come to the table and receive that light to consume into our own lives, may we cultivate that light, that gift of God's blessing on our lives as we come to the table. May we cultivate it through prayer, through acts of service for others. And pay attention in those day-to-day opportunities when you might have something, a blessing to say to someone else. Just like we see in the scriptures this morning. Amen.